When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Blush. I am Tiffany and I'm here with Hiva. Hiva, how are you doing today? Hi Tiff, I'm doing so well. Um, I'm so excited because we have the best episode with a really exciting guest It's my favorite tarot reader. Her name is Melinda Lee Holm. She's so legit. She has this like cool edgy style. And one of the things that I really like about her is that she won't say anything that could potentially limit you. Like she's not a tarot reader who's going to be like, you're going to marry someone with dark hair or like, oh, things aren't going to work out with this person or like what, like these things that sometimes tarot readers say that really, I think, limit you in a way because then you always have it in your head and For it sure. fucks with you. She never does that. She really just taps into deeper energetic things and she really uses tarot as a tool for helping you tap into your own intuition and reach your highest potential. Yeah, and she gave us a reading, and she gave you guys a reading, which was great. We're going to go to the interview now so that you can hear the mini readings that she gave me and Tiffany, and then a reading that she did for you guys, so definitely listen to that. And then after the interview, we're going to come back and we're going to discuss our thoughts on the reading, how well it resonated. And we're recording this a few days after the fact so that we've had some time to digest it all and tell you how it played out. Yes, we will dig deeper. So continue listening. We're going to have a lot of thoughts. Enjoy. So hi, Melinda. Welcome to the Blush Podcast. We're so excited to have you. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we've talked about astrology a little bit on the podcast, which frankly, please don't listen to that episode. It's an embarrassment to everything. Um, But a lot of our listeners are into tarot. And obviously, it's not really something that Tiffany and I have any sort of expertise to talk about. But we really wanted to have a tarot reader on. You're my favorite tarot reader. So, yeah, I thought this would be perfect. And you guys have actually met at my brother's wedding. I don't know if you remember. Well, Tiffany probably doesn't remember. I probably don't remember. (laughs) I'm typically always blackout at public events. But it's very nice to meet you again. I feel like probably most people at your brother's wedding feel like it ended at 10 p.m. (laughs) I guess, do you want to tell us a little bit, actually, could you first explain a little bit about what tarot is for anyone who doesn't know? Yes, I would love to. So tarot has sort of shifted identities throughout the centuries. Um, 
as a lot of things have. So, you know, we think of tarot through movies and books as something that's like a, like a fortune teller that you're, you know, it's going to tell you your future. And there's just like these, these things that come up and there are good cards and there are bad cards. And the way that I deal with tarot now and work with it, and there's kind of a, a growing movement of readers who work with tarot in this way, is really as a tool for guidance instead of prediction. So we're still using the same deck of cards. That's It's 78 cards. They, it mirrors um, a deck of playing cards, but with an extra 22. And it's just sort of designed to match up to the totality of life, human experience. And how did you get into it? I was wandering around the mall by myself, as I did really often as a teenager. I just like, you know, I had kind of a, well, not kind of, I had a very chaotic sort of dark time as a kid. And so I spent a lot of time alone and uh, I was 15 and wandering around the mall bookstore and came across the metaphysical section and was just really drawn in really, really drawn in. And so bought, you know, bought a deck and a book and bought a book on on witchcraft. And it just gave me a little kind of personal solace, just a little personal realm to exist in, to be connected to something bigger outside of the little life that I was living. Oh, that's so beautiful. Um, It's okay if you can't answer this question, but could you tell us a little bit about your process for doing readings? Yes. And I mean, (laughs) it may or may not be a satisfying answer because a lot of it is, I don't know how it works. I just know that it works. But so my process personally is to sit down, I, you know, clear, clear the room with sage, palo santo, spray, you know, what have you. And then I leave it up to the the client, the person who I'm reading for, how much information they want to give me. Some people want to give nothing. Some people want to give a lot of direction. Um, And then I shuffle the cards, inviting all the energy in, lay them out. And I just read the cards like I'm reading a book or like a poem, really, because it's not as straightforward, right? It's, it's a little more subtle and nuanced. And depending on the person in the situation, I read it differently. Um, but I have a background in art history. So I'm all about that, like deciphering of the visual language and the cadence of it. And I don't, I know uh, other readers who I'm friends with who are getting a lot of kind of psychic or intuitive hits. And that feels less present to me. I think it is happening, but it feels less present in my experience. My experience is really just like reading the cards. That's so cool. I love that. I wish I could do that, but I I cannot at all. If you can learn a language, you can learn tarot. That's true. Yeah, when I was visiting Kiva, we kind of messed around with tarot cards and had fun with it. No, I mean, I haven't touched my tarot deck in a while because I realized I was coming at it from a place of desperation. Rather than, you know, and I don't think that's really good energy. (laughs) She's like, are we getting back together or not? (laughs) That's actually like precisely... Just frantic readings, yeah. frantic readings. I'm like, oh, it's not a two of cups. Guess I should reshuffle and do it again. What you're talking about is hilarious. And also like such 
a real thing. It's so real that like when you're in that place where you're just like, oh, I need, I need an answer. Usually what you're looking for is a yes or a no. And yes. yes or no answers are not, in my experience, are rejected by the cards. Because the cards are just like, Ugh, yes or no, that's all you're coming to me for? I'm the whole universe. Get out of here. And they don't really give you what you're there for. I'm a huge fan of your beauty line. Could you tell us a little bit about how you started it? Yeah. So as this part of my life has grown and grown from being like a weird little kid hiding in my bedroom to, you know, reading for friends. And then really when I moved to LA, it just kind of like all got pulled up to the surface. And now it's my whole life. I keep wanting more and more aspects of my life to be magical. That went into beauty. And it started with fragrance because I love a complex fragrance. I love the perfume section of the department store. I love it, love it, love it. But I don't like putting things on my body that are soaking into my body that I don't know exactly what they are, right? So I've gone away from the perfume section and gone more towards essential oils, knowing what's there. But then it's just one note. And I love how roses smell, but I want to, I've missed that like full complex fragrance experience. So we, that's what we did first is put together a fragrance that is supportive of, well, this, it's based around the symbol that I created to stand for everything that my work is around. So it supports being able to take intuitive gut level action, just like follow your instinct because you're very rooted in divine wisdom. So it's got ginger, palo santo, and frankincense. And then I said, and I want it to feel like you're receiving wisdom, like it's timeless, you know, all these other sort of um, flowery, poetic things. And, uh, and that's, we did it. And then just kept, and then I was like, okay, great. What else do I want? <laughs> it's basically the thing. What do I want in my own bathroom? And then we make that. I love your setting spray so much and I've never been able to hang on to it for more than a week because every time I order a new bottle, someone comes over and they're like, oh my God, I love this. And I'm like, fine, just take it. I know where this is going. Just take it. And you have a book coming out. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I, over quarantine, I first made a tarot deck, wrote it, art directed it, all of that. That came out during quarantine. And then while we were still working on that, started on a tarot cookbook. That's so cool. I've never heard of that before. I know. What an innovative idea. That's genius. So my friend Courtney McBroom is a chef and we just started playing around with sort of ingredients and recipes because she is a chef and I'm a witch. And so it's, it was a very natural discussion of like, oh, what do you use the stuff in your kitchen for? And then we did, we did a whole book of them. So it's 78 recipes, one for each card. I love that. When does that come out? Uh, September 28th. Okay. Be on the lookout for that. We'll um, add all the info in the show notes. Yeah. So check the show notes for all information. Yeah. On the beauty line, on booking readings with Melinda, on the cookbook, everything will be in the show notes. So now that we've covered all of that, we were hoping you could give us each like mini readings and then maybe pull like one card for the collective. Ooh, yes. Okay. I'll go first. I'm 
open. I don't want direction, right, Tiffany? <laughs> Apparently, this is the type of person I am. I run my decisions by Tiffany. It's, it's totally up no. to you. Whatever your feel, whatever's in your heart. The only reason I asked is because you got that question sticker. Oh yeah, someone specifically wanted to know about your love life, though. Yeah, that that's the only reason why I ask. I kind of want to keep it open because I just I kind of care more about career than love right now. But if anything comes up for love, definitely let's let's <laughs> appease that person <laughs> let's see you just want to do like three card little minis yeah perfect so i shuffle spreading out the cards and then the way i do three card is i just like once i spread the cards all out it really feels like some of them are kind of like jumping out or raising their hand and those are the ones that come out and the first one i pull is in the middle and that is the main guidance. And then the other two are supporting on the sides. Woo! Okay, so you have the Tower, Judgment, and the Seven of Swords. So right now, you are very much invited to look through your life and see where there are structures that you've just sort of inherited. The Tower stands for things where you think, oh, that's just how things are. This is just what I have to do. This is just who I have to be. Really inviting those and actively engaging and pulling them down, like really crashing them down. And some people get freaked out by the tower card. I love it. And I think that if you are a willing participant to it, it's extremely exciting because what it's really about is taking, it's just like leveling the playing field, taking away all barriers. And then you have judgment and the seven of swords so the judgment cards is like is like yeah and after you knock down those towers you get to really dig into the depth of your life dig beneath the surface and sort out what you want to take with you forward and what you don't what you want to leave behind you know it's like going through Marie Kondo of your of your life of, you know like your spiritual emotional self and as you do that seven of swords you find out that you're a lot better at intellectually framing, articulating, communicating what is important to you than you thought. This kind of clarity comes through, through this process. So it's, it's more immediate of a turnaround than you might think to clear everything out. So does Heva need to have like a low-key exorcism in her life right now? <laughs> Is that what I got or is that just me? <laughs> I mean, when don't I? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, this is pretty it's accurate. long overdue, actually. It's like an exorcism, but of parts of yourself. Like a traditional exorcism is like something else has inhabited your body. And in this case, it's like, well, what do you not want knocking around in there anymore? Let's get it out. Let's free you from that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, listen, I can't even blame my crazy on a demon entering in. It's it's just intrinsic from within me. Damn, these cards are freaking accurate. <laughs> yeah, that's the most spot on thing I've ever heard. Kind of recently went through a breakup. So I like the instant you said tower, I was like, yeah, 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 that sounds right. But I actually think it's hitting on a deeper thing that I want to take some time to reflect on. God, this podcast gets so personal. It's like so intense. <laughs> if it wasn't enough that we're just spilling our personal life, we're now doing readings as well on here. <laughs> like next, I'm going to take you guys along for like my gyno visits. 
Yeah, I mean, that's probably going to be next episode, honestly. <laughs> All right, on that note, on that note, um, I guess I will do a general one as well. I don't think I have any specific question, but I mean, I don't know. I guess Heba did general, so I'll just be a copycat as well. Okay, so you have the Four of Swords in the center with the Queen of Swords and the Page of Wands. So your central guidance is really inviting you. Fours are our stability. Air is the realm of intellect and communication. With Four of Swords, we see um, a sort of urging to reset your values, reset your framework, how you see things, how you communicate things. Um, it can even be making some some adjustments to the language that you use, particularly with yourself, right? That like the, the way that, that you speak to yourself and about yourself. And with the queen of swords here, it's urging you to, to bring it more uh, from the heart to originate your communication, make sure that your heart is being, is being able to speak her truth through your words and to weave that into your value system. Okay. The page of wands, as you go through that, it allows you to have this new, I mean, like both of you have this sort of newness. Pages are throwing out the rules, a new fresh start in the realm of fire, which is intuition, instinct, action, magic. So this realignment of values and letting your heart speak really allows you to move forward through your life in a new way that is more instinctive and uh, intuitive than perhaps before. So, okay, that that actually really makes sense. I feel like lately I've been uh, going more towards my emotions rather than I tend to really work with my my brain. And it's been really difficult because I've been super emotional because it's like kind of all coming out. So it's weird that you say that because that's pretty spot on. And that's great that you're leaning into it already naturally that's what's going on and you can let that go both ways too so you can let your heart speak and then since you're having all these intense emotional responses you can see if there are connections between how you're communicating and how you're feeling right like see if there are patterns there of like oh when i'm communicating in this style this is how i feel when i'm using these words this is how i feel see if there's some correlation there that can um sort of be balanced out i love how me and hivas was kind of similar in a, in a weird way i think it makes sense though because i think we're going through similar things mm -hmm. we are no that was pretty pretty solid that was pretty spot on <laughs> to be honest you know I just have one more question in terms of if someone comes to you and wants to get a reading do you think it's good to come with a question specific question or just how me and Heva did and sort of keep it general it really depends on where you're at and on how much time you're booking right because some people it's about one 10 card spread per 15 minutes so if, if people are booking 30 minutes then that's going to be two spreads it's going to right? It's only two. It's going to go by quick. So you might want to have some, have something in your pocket that you want to ask about. Um, if it's an hour, then there's more freedom to kind of explore different areas. But it can be, sometimes people are just baseline confused and like, I don't know, just tell me anything. <laughs> like, tell me something, give me some guidance. Then the next level from there would be, okay, I really want to focus on career. 
Um, and then some people will have a very specific question. And then I work with them to sort of phrase the question in a way that works best for the cards. Um, would you want to pull just one card for the collective? Yes. I mean, I do these readings for the collective and it's just so cool to see how, how many people respond with very specific ways that it resonates with them. Like we're just all going through such similar things all the time and we don't know it because it's a very internal process. (gasps) The emperor is our card for the collective. So the emperor is a card of leadership. So especially for interpreting this card as guidance for a collective, for, you know, anyone listening or encountering this information is really look within and see where your natural place of leadership lies, right? Some people, it's standing up on a stage with a microphone and, you know, getting their word out. Some people, it's just silently being radically themselves in the world. And then they're leading other people in that way. There's so many different forms of leadership and the emperor card really supports all of them. Um, And the core of it is just unlocking that and allowing yourself to be that leader that lives within. I love that. That's such a good card for everyone. Be a leader. That's very in tune with a lot of the things that we say too. So like, it's so perfect. Oh, and also real, real quick. Sorry, I keep adding to this. A few days after this comes out, we're going to have a new moon. Do you have any, like a quick ritual or maybe should we just direct people to your Instagram? Cause I know you post things like that. In general for new moon. So this new moon is going to be in cancer sun in cancer, moon in cancer. And so it's really getting a big, fresh restart, a freshening restart on cancer energy, which is how we nurture ourselves, how we nurture each other, um, how we arrange our life and our homes to support our emotional life. So the very simplest ritual is to just take some time on that day, you know, light a candle, even just, just like a little tea candle and give yourself even, you know, 10 minutes is great. It's whatever, whatever you will do is the right amount of time is what I always say to really reflect on that. And even just like putting your hands over your heart, closing your eyes and taking some breaths and really envisioning like a bright green or bright pink light glowing within your heart and getting bigger and bigger and bigger with each breath that you take is a really nice just simple little new moon and cancer meditation. Thank you so much for joining us. And you have such a lovely energy. That was such a great reading. We appreciate having you here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you. So good to talk to both of you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Melinda. And if anyone wants to book a reading with Melinda, we'll have all the info in our show notes and look out for her book and buy her setting spray and and follow her on Instagram. We'll have all her info in the show notes. So please check those. So what did you think, Kiva, of that reading? I mean, obviously saying that I'm possessed and possessed by myself is one of the more accurate things I've heard in my life. Like, I truly am the demon that is fucking (laughs) myself up. It's like, how do you get rid of negative energy when you are the negative energy?
when you're your own worst enemy, but we kind of all are. I mean, she basically said the same thing to me as well, essentially. Yeah. Ours were very similar, and I know we said this at the time. It was spot on because we were going through really similar things. Yeah. And, I mean, all jokes aside, it was creepy how much it resonated. I've been going through a lot of stuff with career, specifically, God, this is such an ongoing theme. I'm embarrassed to admit that it's still, like, happening. I just have so much shame over not practicing law anymore, not really like using my 12,000 degrees. I have like three. (laughs) That's practically (laughs) 12,000. I mean, potato, potato, whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I really do have a lot of shame around this. And even though I don't live in DC anymore, there is still, I lived in DC for so many years and everything is so cookie cutter. Everyone is the exact same. Everyone yeah. is at a nine to five. Everyone dresses the same. Everyone behaves the same. Like if you don't live in that type of lifestyle, you are ostracized from society. And, you know, I've been in New York for two years now and it really has done wonders for me in breaking out of that and accepting that maybe that's not the way my life is going to be anymore. But it is still ingrained in me and I do still have, I, you know, I've been working on, as Melinda would say, uh, releasing the shame around that. But it there are elements of it that are still there. And so when she was talking about, you know, looking through my life and seeing what structures I inherited, I think those are things that I inherited. They're not from me. You know, they're not authentic to my core. I don't actually like on a deep down core level think that I'm like a shitty or a bad person because I'm not, you know, working 120 hour weeks at a giant law firm. But there is a part of me that does still have that inferiority that I really inherited from other people. I've really been taking her advice to heart and really, you know, looking through all the pieces of my life and seeing what I actually want to keep and what I want to get rid of. And there's a lot that I've been realizing since this reading that I need to get rid of, you know, and not just other people's opinion. It's certain friends. It's activities I don't want to do. It's, uh, you know, it's really all over the place. But there's a lot that I'm shedding right now. So, yeah, I guess I'm kind of going through this process of clearing other people's judgment, clearing things that are not fitting in my life anymore. It's shedding season for you. (laughs) (laughs) Not shitting, shedding season. Uh, Can we just fast forward to shitting season? Like, is that (laughs) season ever going to come for me? I think it has a longer rotation than the earth does around the sun. I don't know. Maybe once you take out all these blocks, it'll also block out your system (laughs) or unblock your system. Honestly, though, like, I know you're joking. No, there's truth to it. No, there really, really is. Because it is like a lot of this stuff is root chakra stuff. It's like safety and security. And once you kind of release that, then you can release. Yeah. No, it's all a release. You physically release, emotionally release. You're just looking for a solid release. Yeah. So it's it's release season, baby. (laughs) God, why did I say that? I'm going to start saying that all the time. Now. I'm going to say that anytime I have to poop. Like, where are you going? It's release season, baby. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Where the fuck are you going, bitch? Yeah, I thought her reading was spot on. And I have to say, 
this is not Heva and I's first reading that we've done together, which I just remembered Georgetown circa 2006, I want to say. We were walking in Georgetown. We saw this little I don't even know alleyway with like we went upstairs and then there was a psychic and she sat us down I don't even remember what her reading was for me but I vividly remember (laughs) yours (laughs) I remember that too it haunts my nightmares to this day (laughs) you stayed for my reading because we went in together and we were like we don't care like whatever you say to me you can say to her it's fine so I think she did my reading in front of you but then when it came to your reading I think she turned to me and was like I think you should leave for this and I think you were like no she's <laughs> right or am I making this up yeah I think that's how it went yeah uh I don't remember if I stayed or if I left I think I stayed I I would imagine yeah and then what exact do you want to say what she said to you I don't remember verbatim and also she's not the only person to have said <laughs> this to me so might be confusing them but I believe the general gist of it was like you have dark energy around you there's a lot of darkness like the word dark was brought up like 600 times yeah and like talks about me needing to clear the darkness she basically said there's a special like seance I can do to get rid of all this dark energy you have around you, but it's going to cost extra. (laughs) And look, at the time, I just remember thinking he was probably carrying some designer purse. She's Mm -hmm. like, oh, this girl has money. And probably there is like a little bit of dark energy. Let's just exploit the shit out of this. I mean, here's the thing. Here's what I've learned over the course of having had, like, I don't know, 7,000 tarot readings. (laughs) If there's a sign in the street, they are a fraud. Yeah. Like, I hate to paint with a wide brush, broad brush, whatever the expression is. Maybe there's one-offs that aren't. But I think that if they have a sign in the street, they're probably some kind of fraud. Now, I'm not saying that they can't really do it, but I do think that that's what they do. They, they're they really good at, A, just reading people in general. Now, I probably did have, I mean, I did have a lot of dark energy. To me, it wasn't like... It was totally believable when she said it. I don't think either of us were like, what? Like, we were both like, yeah, that, that sounds about right. No, but it ju- it was a little like she was like I mean she was faking it, but she was legitimately kind of like we need to fix this. Like this is I really mean, bad. She she made it sound like she was afraid of me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yes. <laughs> like she made it seem like like Lucifer had walked yeah, in, and she's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know that we can save you, but let's try yeah. maybe. <laughs> And I think for a split second, I was like, wow, we just went for like day drinks and like a little girl's lunch. And now it's turning into like a full blown exorcism. <laughs> like it was this cute little like, oh, let's get our fortune read to like, oh, my God, he was fucking possessed. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Must have been even worse for you. You're like, oh, OK, I guess I'm friends with the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> this is frightening. <laughs> 
though. I mean, I think at first we walked out, we were kind of freaked out, and then it was like sort of hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, um, like I said, it's not the she's not the only person to have said it. <laughs> I do think Tiffany's right though. I think that they kind of size you up and down, and they're mm-hmm. like, I think I could milk this girl for more, especially because like I was desperate. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I think like I've always had that not always, but like I think I when I've sought out tarot, I've been in a place of a bit of desperation. I think honestly, they looked at me and they were like, "This bitch is wearing." clearance forever 21 <laughs> and this other girl's wearing chanel okay let's upcharge the chanel one that's literally what happened <laughs> and that ladies and gentlemen is why you don't spoil your children <laughs> you know let's just take things full woo woo like let's say there's god there's predestiny there's this there's that let's just take out free will even right yeah I still, even in that hypothetical scenario, and I'm not saying I believe in this, but even in that hypothetical scenario, I don't think that we're meant to have all the answers. No. And I, so for example, like if I had gone to a tarot reader um, while I was with Van Guy and I was like, are we going to get married? And they said no. And I believed it. That would potentially prompt me to break up with him sooner than I was supposed to. You know what I mean? Like, I think I was meant to be with him for a while. Like, I think I was supposed to learn certain things from that relationship. And so even in that hypothetical scenario, I don't think we're supposed to meant to we're meant to have all these future projections, but then throw in free will. And it's like, okay. But, like, I could just not do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like how much autonomy do I actually have over my life? Yeah, 100%. Because I think what she said to me, it did actually really resonate. But I'm even thinking, let's say it's not something that really wholeheartedly resonated the way it did. It was still solid advice that can that anyone can take. It doesn't even matter if you, like, really felt it the way I did think it's still something positive to apply into your life. I do think the way I talk about myself can be very negative. And I do think that comes from having an extremely self-deprecating sense of humor to the point where sometimes I think internally I might cross a line. So I think everything she said was was true. And I also think it's just something good to apply in, in life. Yeah, for sure. So, and I do think it's also a lot of it is the mindset that you go into it. I think me and you went in super open-minded, nothing specific, just wanted a sense of guidance because that's kind of what we were seeking. And I think if you go in that way, and I think the tarot card readers would agree with us, that's the best way to go. If you need, and obviously if you need a specific answer, I think that's fine, but I think there's more of a chance you're disappointed when you're spiraling over like a guy or a career decision or something essentially what you're hoping to gain is either answers about the future that you're not going to gain or answers that are within you that you don't want to face or someone to access your own intuition for you that they can't do so either way it's just it's not gonna work yeah and I think you've said this to me before Hiva but typically if you are in some sort of spiral and you're seeking an answer the universe is probably already giving you the answer you're just choosing not to face it 
whether they're literally showing it to you, whether it's internal, it is there. Like if you really take a step back and and kind of take your emotions out of it, you can see the answer pretty fucking clearly. I mean, one thing I have spiraled about so much in my life is like, do I actually like this guy or not? And you know, like if I'm spiraling about whether or not I like someone, I probably don't like them. Yeah, no, that's true. I don't disagree on that. But I think it also, there's also times, and we've talked about this a lot lately, where we obsess over something as a distraction over something else that's really bothering us. Yep. So if you're obsessing over your love life or a guy, and me and Heva do this all the time, we take a step back and we're like, God, we really don't care. Like, why are we obsessing like this? We really, if you really deep down, it feels almost inauthentic the way you're acting. There's probably something else that's actually bothering you and you're using this as some sort of like distraction, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I was doing this literally last week, but now because we've talked about it so much, I was able to call myself on it so quick and I was like, oh, this isn't what matters. Like, it's this other thing that I'm trying to not face. Yeah, because the stuff that you're choosing not to face is probably a lot harder. You probably don't have the exact answers for. You probably have a lot of mixed feelings towards. So it's a lot easier to, like, latch onto something that's either can make you, like, clear-cut mad or clear-cut something or you can just kind of freak out about. But it's not actually going to fix whatever you're really struggling with. But... The readings she gave us, honestly, it has been in the back of my mind ever since we met with her. Everything I've said to myself, every, like, literally I've been walking around just giving myself, like, positive thoughts, thinking of my, everything positively. It, it really did resonate with me, but I really think it's because me and you were so open. Wait, do you remember when I pulled tarot cards for you this was actually really crazy I remember this really vividly I remember coming to see you in New York and we were sitting and we're like let's just fuck around and do something you share though what do you remember so we asked a question about whether you and Mr. B would end up together because it was at a point where you had broken up but you were still hanging out but it was before you officially got back together and you were like really playing with it in your mind and I remember I pulled a 10 of wands which is a card that I always pull when I try to ask a future question and like the tarot deck doesn't want to answer it and then I was like okay I'm gonna pull another deck because I have like multiple (laughs) decks tarot cards why (laughs) who knows (laughs) so I take another deck and I was like let me pull a clarifying card and then from that second deck I again pulled a ten of wands yeah I do remember that I do remember that now it's like all coming back to me which again I think I went into it maybe not desperate but really wanting a specific answer and the card was like go fuck yourself. I'm not giving that to you. Yeah, it was so jarring. Because I think sometimes you have to go through a specific journey and a specific path and it's really, really crucial. And it's not necessarily the end result that's going to matter. It's where you have to go. And and we weren't we didn't get back together right away. I mean, it took a bit to get there. And I think it didn't want me to have anything in the back of my mind during that process. Yes. And if you do want a tarot reading, I would highly encourage you to hit up Melinda 
All of her info is in the show notes. Also, I know I said it in the interview, but I'm really obsessed with her beauty line. The setting spray is amazing. Um, I want to say there's a newer product that I haven't tried that has some kind of like, it's like a body shimmer thing that looks Ooh. cool. I really want to fuck with that. Yeah. And like all like the scents have um, like Palo Santo and frankincense and stuff. I don't know. It smells like like elegant witchy is the way I describe it. If there's anything I would genuinely want to smell like is an elegant witch. So Yeah, right? Who doesn't? I don't know if I should share this. Share it. Speaking of witches, this is the last thing I'll say. I did a magic spell when I was a kid. Have I told you this? No, I've done magic spells as an adult, by the way, and that's far more embarrassing. (laughs) But... um, last year anyway (laughs) yeah I did a love spell when I was a child I ordered it online uh I was fully convinced and I did it on Mr. B I was just gonna ask if it was on Mr. B because I don't know if you guys know this but Tiffany had a childhood crush on Mr. B yeah it was during the same time it I did a love spell. Not mutual, by the way. <laughs> back then, <laughs> I remember telling him I did a love spell on him, and he was like, "So this is why we're together." <laughs> like, okay, so that's why I literally cannot shake you. Yeah, it's like this is why I can't get rid of you, and I was like, I don't know if I'm that powerful, <laughs> but it would make a lot of sense. Now, it wasn't specifically necessarily on, like, it kind of wasn't, it kind of wasn't, because you couldn't do it on a specific person. Mm -hmm. You had to do it on attributes that you wanted in a guy. But he fit a lot of the criteria. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know if I recommend love spells or not. I don't know, because then you could always be thinking, is this why we're together? So, okay, that's the last thing I'll say on that. I love that. Damn, I kind of want it. Eva's going to start doing love spells. It's <laughs> on random people. Yeah. <laughs> Next week on the podcast, we are going to discuss the show Sex Life. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. Yeah, I've already finished it. Um, listen, I'm not going to lie. It's not like the best show, <laughs> but... <laughs> But and we're not going to like recap it per se. So if you haven't watched the show, you can totally still listen. We just want to use it as a jumping off point for discussions about attachment theory and like other concepts that we kind of talk about, because I do think the show actually embodies a lot of things really well. But if you haven't watched it, it's really not a big deal. Definitely still tune in. And if you are watching it, we just kind of wanted to give you a heads up to maybe try to finish it before next week. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I will say it has some of the most intense sex scenes I've ever seen in my life. Sex scenes, excellent, attractive people, 10 out of 10. The guy's Soho apartment is insane. Insane. The acting... I don't think it's going to like sweep the Emmys, but if you're looking for just sort of like entertainment 
I do think it is relatively entertaining. Yeah. And, you know, in the evenings, I like to watch things that aren't that heavy. It's the type of show you can, like, be on Instagram at the same time. Like, you're not going to... You know what I mean? It's not, like, Game of Thrones. Like, you don't need to have, like, subtitles on (laughs) and, like, be researching things. And, like, like, you'll be able to follow along. It's (laughs) really not like Game of Thrones. (laughs) Nothing. You heard it here first, guys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no but definitely watch it with us i'm uh, probably gonna start episode three soon he was already watched it and yeah we'll we'll talk about it next week and like he and like if you don't want to watch it that's fine like, yeah we won't. still tune into the episode i promise it'll be good yeah we won't be doing like spoilers it'll just be yeah speaking on themes that the show touches on yeah exactly and again if you haven't watched it you'll still be able to follow along it just we thought it would be like a fun thing if you wanted to yeah no pressure if we didn't emphasize that enough. <laughs> and seriously, seriously, still tune in even if you hated the show. Yeah, you guys, like, we don't want this to be like a sex life recap podcast. <laughs> we really don't want to give the wrong impression here. I know we're really harping on it, but yeah, next yeah. week. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see you next week. Uh, in the meantime giveaway for the week Kiva you could pull a tarot card for someone that's what I was gonna say Stop. I okay. swear to god god we've been really on the same wavelength lately that's exactly what I was gonna say so uh in case you missed this part of the episode many psychics have told me that I have low-key psychic <laughs> abilities and I have two actually I have three tarot decks and a bunch of oracle decks and I've pulled cards for people before so if you screenshot this episode, share it in your stories, and tag at FlushPod, we'll enter you into the giveaway once. If you also leave a five-star review on the iTunes app and screenshot it and send it to us, we'll enter you into the giveaway three times. Three times. That's insane. That triples your chances <laughs> of winning. <laughs> Actually, this is the first legitimate giveaway we've had. And I'd like, I'll do it. Listen, yeah. I know there are things we've promised that we haven't done. Like, I know someone is still expecting um, a voice note of us making donkey noises. <laughs> Hate to break into you. It's probably never going to come. <laughs> but um. No, Eva will pull a, just one card. You'll one pull card. one card. I will do it. I'll make a little video for it. I'll make it hot. I'll make it fun. I'll make it spicy. She's going to make videos, so really get ready for this one, guys. If you're into feet, I'll, I'll flash my foot real quick, too, for an extra bonus. People are like, yep, and I'm done with this. Why feet of all things? I don't know. So rich. I mean, listen, didn't we give away my urine last week? They're like, we don't want a reading, but we will take a feet videos <laughs> yeah or that <laughs> if that's what entices you i will also do that this was such a legitimate fucking giveaway and i just went to shit <laughs> damn it <laughs> all right uh, i mean it would be so off brand if we were serious for that long but seriously i will pour, pull a card for you just like fucking share it guys come on this is getting <laughs> annoying why do we have to do this every week just do it you know what we're about just do it <laughs> yeah we're sick of playing this fucking game like a ring around the rosy bullshit with you guys like it takes three seconds out of your life just do it 
Okay. All right. Well, have a great week. Watch Sex Life or don't. And we'll see you guys or talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.